Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name's Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to take a look at Spawn at number 52. Greg Capolo has been firing on all cylinders for uh, several years of Spawn comics. We looked at his first effort with Grant Morrison uh, sometime back on the channel. So I wanted to pull out an issue where he's really cooking. And the one with the appearance by Savage Dragon uh, seems like a perfect one to show off. Yeah, I had quit Spawn back in the day and bought this issue because I had not quit Savage Dragon. And from the cover, that's a good Savage Dragon. Yeah. Which was a hard character. Like, people would really, really do bad Savage Dragons often. And, uh, man, Capullo comes in hot with that cover. Longtime Savage Dragon reader here myself, dude. But I have issue 29. I have issue 31. I don't have this issue. I, I never read this. Yeah, I pulled this because I, I remembered that there was like a like a double crossover. Yeah. You know, they both got to play with each other's characters. And I think there was a newsstand release of Savage Dragon of this issue. It was same everything except the logo was different and the logo was Spawn slash Savage Dragon number one. I think Spawn must have had newsstand distribution and maybe Savage did. Dragon didn't. And so that's why you would do it. But it says it's number one, but I think it's the second part of this crossover. So slightly confusing there and apparently it's a rare issue that that uh, newsstand issue but it's kind of neat like this was a big deal and it's in the letters pages as such that you know todd and eric larson having a crossover was essentially what what you're getting here from two of uh probably the longest running image titles at this point look at his version of meatball head spawn <laughs> you, you just never seen it like that yeah it's pretty good it's neat as Spawn breaks down too, like even in the Spawn book, because again, like I had skipped a bunch of issues, so you get to this point and Spawn's looking pretty rough. Yes, for sure, man. Now the title of uh, the video, something like uh, Greg Capola Draw the Best Savage Dragon, we got you to click something so that we could just take a look. Of course, uh, Eric Larson, Savage Dragon's the man, but... Uh, I skipped all of these, th this prose, uh, three-page opener, four-page opener of just Todd McFarlane writing a novel. Todd McFarlane, no uh, in his interview with Gary Groth from Fantagraphics in the Comics Journal, happy to admit that he doesn't read books. And not only that, like, if it's not on a sports page, he doesn't read that either, man. But he's giving us a lot of his floridity. <laughs> It's, it's a peculiar kind of uh, opener for this issue. So let me ask you this, man. Like, you know, it's been some time since you read some Spawn comics, so you picked this one up or whatever. Was it very shocking to you when uh, Terry Fitzgerald's uh, hair had that shock of white, like a Reed <laughs> Richards? Like, something something had to happen. You probably had to fill in your previous issues from, you know, 23 to uh, 50, 51 or whatever. Well, the good news is we opened this issue with 900 words of backstory. <laughs> so if you're really curious, you can read those and, and find out why his temples are graying. I wonder if Greg was taking a look at the comeback issue of uh, Young Blood number six when Rob Liefeld was drawing the manorexic nightmare that Shaft had when he's going to the uh, when he's going to the refrigerator, same exact view, and then when you see Shaft up front, dude, he's kind of gordo as he's eating some submarine sandwiches and whatnot. When you describe that, Ed, it really illustrates I could have been putting better stuff in my head back then. <laughs> yeah, it is in there very, very clearly. We haven't looked at any young blood, man. We might have to, Jimmy. How about this nonsense right here, dude? Freaking drop shadows on hand on white hand lettering. Are you kidding me? Yeah, not the best choice there, but what are you gonna do? 
if that were the least of the problems, you know? Greg Capullo is sick, dude. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of some of the Sandman hell. It does. Landscape. Yeah, for sure. That looks chode-ish. I could see also Sam Keith nailing this kind of a landscape. I think Sam Keith was the artist on some of that stuff that, that is in your mind right now about uh, Sandman. But I do like this like skull zombie looking spawn face. I feel like that's kind of neat looking. I like all the teeth hanging out. Yeah, yeah. It also has uh, some like weird little spikes that we'll, be, we'll start to see coming off of it. And then like little bits of, of muscle underneath the burn matter looks really good when we see our spawn topless. And how far has Capullo come from issues like, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18 to this? He got the mandate, like, you got to draw more like me or whatever. And it's Todd McFarlane doing, you know, half the inking. So when it's uh, this page, that's a Todd McFarlane page. It's really interesting how this worked because Spawn was still selling really big at the time, too. Yeah. And it was like maintaining that McFarlane stuff and I guess freeing up time for McFarlane. And, uh, you know, Capullo probably a better draftsman than McFarlane. So you could you could combine those two and get a good-looking book as a result that is not out of line with your uh, Todd McFarlane expectations. Yeah. Not too much black on this page. This would be an interesting one to take a look at. Oh, dude. I, th I think we got a Peter David <laughs> Denison of Hell uh, in the mix here right there. Wow, that's funny. When it's, there's it, one that looks stands different out from so everybody. much of that crowd. Yeah, I, th I think there was some instruction there. Which would be years after, like, the main, like, spot, you've proven yourself. You guys have been around for years and years, but you still got to cut those promos. And old, then, and then old Capullo, grudges die hard. You know, that could, uh, well, see, that's got a double chin and stuff, so that's probably Peter David. But a great Capullo grows into that facial hair. No double chin on him. Very strong guy. I see him use the, 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 the cowbell, the kettlebell on his neck going up and down. <laughs> and there's the money shot. That's the one. Look at that Savage Dragon. I loved it. Savage Dragon was my favorite character at this point when I was when this came out. And to me that one was that's that's what you want out of Savage Dragon. So Savage Dragon, thankfully fictional character, so I can make some uh, suppositions like him being on the juice a little bit <laughs> because he's got the arms, but there's no dangus shadow, like he's just no you know, no log, no baseball bat, you know, shriveled. My croppiness, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a steroid side effect you're suggesting may, exactly. have, may afflict our uh, alien superhero. Also, I like this, like position the knees. You know, you got to figure out like how to how to make this work. By the way, no leg day ever for that's Savage right. Dragon. This is one leg. <laughs> if this is your upper body. That's one quad right there. Uh, pretty freaking badass great veins on it like running through his arms and everything yes yeah he just looks amazing this is such a cool thing too to see like a guy who can draw well like a greg capullo he nails the the look you know with this with the fin and everything it's like yep that one's on on point but it, then it's also like let him interpret it himself though mm -hmm. you learn a lot about superhero comic drawing when you really study this stuff where it's like get the basic shapes of the muscles throughout uh, the, the, the figure, but then you could kayfabe the musculature on the inside. You gotta get the basic outer shape to look right, and then you just do the French braid like lines, and you're gonna get a good super look at superhero. Yeah, McFarlane being involved in that is a, is a big part of that too, because I feel like he's much more about get that shape right and then just 
do the McFarlane-isms on the inside. I like the expression on Dragon's face here whenever he's captured and he sort of has this, like, I don't know, evil imp kind of look on, on his mug. Good composition. That is not an easy image to draw. No, it isn't, especially with that distorted body. And then his two toes, you know, you can't help but think of him as the uh, the, the cousin of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. when you see that. We looked at old Megaton comics. Those are pre-1984, so he invented that foot. That was his, man. More of those mushroom tips. I think this is a really good shot. This reminds me a little bit of Body Bag's Jason Pearson. He has one that's kind of a close-up of a face hunched over. But again, it nails the fin, which is what everybody would mess up. Exactly. The Dr Judge Dread lip is a good touch, man. Have yeah. that, pushing out that bottom lip, it makes your guy look more badass. A little golden shower on our green guy. Yeah, they're getting him ready, dumping, get, giving him a urine shower. No respect. <laughs> no. no. They're going to sacrifice him. And see the little gimmicks coming off of Spawn's face. Notice we're not talking much about the story content, really. Because it's just an excuse to get these guys to fight around like a bunch of hell demons. Dragon keeps going on and on about how this, like, he doesn't care. This is all a dream. Right. <laughs> it is a funny contrast between the uh, the heavier-handed spawn mythos, right? This is, this is hell and end times and there's prophecies and scriptures and all this stuff. And Dragon is that Chicago, you know, it'd be Bruce Willis would be doing sort of the attitude if this was a movie kind of guy and it's just much more of like it doesn't matter right you, you want to win the fight that's fine you want you want to crucify me that's fine i love this image man i would love to see the original on this two-page spread strategically having the smoke trail go along the cod piece look at the thickness that's nearly boofing the bruise crew arms on that savage dragon right there Still looks good though. Again, like nailing that character in, in a variety of these different poses and arrangements. Like, still looks like a good dragon. Yeah, for sure. And this is where you get to see some of that muscle texture underneath the charred outer skin pieces of our, our spawn. Just look at all of this noodling. I That's could eat that stuff up. Pretty good mug on this uh, random bad guy. Yeah, man. Having fun with the teeth. Like, when guys mm -hmm. do that and pull it off, it looks really, really good. Reminds me a little bit of um, like a Mad Max Fury Road kind of thing of, of these like post-apocalyptic mutant type characters. On In the um, Savage Dragon issue, there were uh, there were dudes that I thought of as war boys and then stretching uh, Steve Olliff out <laughs> and making him do some gimmicks. That's a good final page for the artist. You know, I was reading this and it does, as we've been revisiting Spawn, it does make me curious like what's gone on for the last 250 issues. Right. <laughs> Yeah, what is funny is that the beginning opening stuff, like Spawn, it doesn't seem like there's any movement, any momentum to the greater story. It's it's all still the same bit. Kind of like, you know, Peter Parker has to get Aunt May's medicine. Uh, you always have the Spawn crying in the shadows, looking at Terry Fitzgerald and Wanda and Cyan. Anyhow, can't... And also, the fact that Terry Fitzgerald's a real guy, it makes me wonder some things. Also, Al Simmons was a real guy. Also, Wendy and Cyan, and, that, and, and that's his own people. <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's his but own it's, people. It's pretty strange to have, like, an Al Simmons on the payroll when your character is Al Simmons. And a Terry Fitzgerald. Yeah, that's true. And What's the Terry Fitzgerald's on? with your wife and your daughter? That's some funky shit, man. We gotta talk That's off. That's another episode. We gotta talk <laughs> off cam. Jimmy, you good? I am. All right, K Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel with the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. 
It's out there, Jimmy. Hulk Grand Design Monster. Tell your local comic shop to reserve a copy for you, to pre-order a copy, to put it in your subscription pull box. Let them know that you want this comic and that it's coming out in March. You can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see my original art for Hulk. You can see some process stuff, how I put together that book. But uh, everything in my life right now is Hulk Grand Design. Red Room, the antisocial network on the stands today that collects the 2021 season of Red Room Comics, but it's 2022, so you got to get your hands on Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, coming March 9th. Uh, it's going to be coming out on a monthly basis, every single issue completely self-contained. You can read that comic today on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there. More than 200 pages of comics are up there as we speak. You can get to all these links in the link tree in the description below this video. Jimmy, look at these crazy McFarlane toys, man. They stretched the Spawn uh, characters to no end. You can't do much more. So you got to get, you know, we had some uh, success with Cygor, the gorilla cyborg. So you got to have Hoof. Uh, you got Thorax. Isn't that a... Um, the same color scheme, isn't that a, a Space Ghost character? The little uh, grasshopper? And then the most boring spawn toy I've ever seen in my life, probably. Yeah, what a weird collection a of weird them. night. Some of this, uh, some of the graphics that go along with this stuff too, Total Chaos. I thought he had licensed Valiant there for a minute. Straight up PowerPoint kind of font. Jimmy, give him the marching orders, we'll be out of here. Read more comics.